I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Yo, this is Jerry Wonder, music producer. You tune into Rebel Radio because music connected to, 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 to Rebels. You feel me? Bob Marley, attack! Man, fuck you, Josh! What's up? This is Rebel Radio. What up, what up? This is DJ Newmark. This is Peanut Butter Wolf. It's your boy. It's okay. Keep checking out Rebel Radio. Rebel Radio. This is Rebel Radio. We're in the place right here. Uh Rebel Radio is going down. What did you say? Rebel Radio? Oh, wait. Let's do it again. Rebel Radio. What's up, Rebels? Welcome back to Rebel Radio, the weekly show where I bring you the rebels who are shaping our culture. I'm your host, Josh Levine, and I got to tell you, this week's guest is so cool. I got to producer Jerry Wonder in the house. Well, he's in his house. I'm in mine. We're on the quarantine video chat and all that. But um, if you don't know Jerry, he was he's a producer for the Fugees. He produced their album, The Score, which sold like 18 million records, something crazy like that. He's produced for Santana, Shakira, Mary J. Blige, Busta Rhymes, Michael Jackson, Cannabis. The dude has range. He's got more uh, awards than most of us can count. Um, And uh, he's got an incredible philosophy and the way that he moves through life. He's definitely exemplifies the idea of giving back first, um, of building people up. And uh, and it's it's just he's got some great stories. He's going to tell you how he got to where he is and and where he's going next and what he's doing with it. I want you to check out his share the music initiative. He's doing important things um, with music cares and some other uh, philanthropy partners. He's also has a new project out with Ross Baraka, the mayor of Newark, New Jersey. It's a spoken word project called what we want that's tackling the social issues of our moments. And uh, let's get into the interview with Jerry. Yeah, so what are you up to now? Um, what I'm doing, I'm working, I'm, I'm doing a couple of things with BMG, beside um, a few artists. Because my background, really, I came up from um, producing so many bigger artists. And now, at this moment, I start creating something, songs, artists that really are going to need young artists. Being the governor for New York City for the Grammys, sure, it's, it's really promoting music, you know, the integrity of music and finding young artists. And, and I do global. So I go to India, I go to Africa, I go to, you know, Jamaica, Germany, or Chicago. I'm in Minnesota, New York, New Jersey, LA. So I'm everywhere. So my main key program is this, um, the album I just did with Wise Walker, you know, and it's, it's a, it's an EP, but the first song that came out, what we want, it's a it's a song that's really blending right now, you know, and and uh, it's it's been a you know sold over two hundred million records, you know, 
so with with my work for Jimmy Iovine, Interscope, or you know uh, uh, Ellie Weed from Carlos Santana to to Maria Maria to Hips Don't Lie, Shakira to the Fugees, so all these albums and and the lifestyle. I'm a part of my life where I wanna. It's more like a legacy for me. You know what I'm saying to you? Where in the sense that what you what I'm leaving behind. You know and Leave every day, do something great, you know. And mm-hmm. and I'm working with different artists for different labels, but some project they like in my heart, you know. And and uh, the the Swiss Bowaka being something spoken words because hip hop really is like a spoken words. It's just like you know what we want. We want to love ourselves freely. Unfettered images of our grandmothers and our dreams. We want to praise our own God. And we want to see his reflection in our children's eyes. We want to draw him blue like jazz with long dreads and thick lips. We want music every day and especially on Sunday. We want dancing to be a prerequisite for success. So when you're talking about the urban communities, which is why people like to write what they, every day they wake up, what is it, you know? They wake up and some of them say it on songs, writing lyrics and melody and songs. And some of, some of us do the rap and some of, some of us, you know, actually do spoken words or, or graphic art, you know what I'm saying? So, Yeah, that's a great place to start us off, man. I appreciate you doing this with me. I'm a huge fan of your music. Obviously, you're best known for producing the Fuji's album, The Score, which uh, I think sold over 18 million records worldwide. But you've also worked with some of my other favorite artists, Santana, Mary J. Blige, Busta Rhymes, Lupe Fiasco. Of course, that cannabis track, uh, Second Round K.O., it's good stuff, man. So I'm excited to talk to you. Oh, man, I want to thank you. So I want to dig into all this, but if you don't mind, take us back to the very beginning. Can you remember the first record you ever bought? Oh, my God. My first record I ever bought, believe it or not, was a Bob Marley. Bob Marley um, album that I, you know, then I did. Because I grew up really, I grew up in Haiti, you know. And yeah. and and as Wyclef and all you know, Wyclef mom and my dad's are brothers and sisters. And when I when we grew up in a small town, the village town, you know, and we we was known our town was known for sugar, you know, that's where the sugar came planting. Okay. And I remember going places with my mom on a donkey three o'clock in the morning uh, miles and miles to go buy avocado and mango oh, where wow. she go, where she go ahead to uh, to the flea market like she'll go we take one day to go buy then come bring, bring everything to the house like I'm talking about four hours five hours in a donkey come back Damn. okay and she will go to the house line up everything and wake up and the next day, at three o'clock again to go to the flea market because she doesn't get there early. She won't get a good spot. So you, she would get there. And I remember getting there, you know, when five, six years old, going there with her. And, and what I learned around that time was you could buy something, you would sell it. And all of a sudden in my head, I knew that you could do something where you uh, you could buy things and sell. So my whole thing always in my head, in the back of my head. And when I was 12 years old, I started playing. The, someone came to the house. One of my cousins came with a guitar. Mm. And I touched the guitar. I was like, oh, my God, that feels good. And everybody want to play the guitar. And and my, uh, one kid, one smart-ass kid said, you know what? Who's going to play the bass? I was like. Is a bass. I was like, like, what's wrong with you? The four string. I was like, Mom, I need a bass. And when I got that bass guitar, I wasn't that cool. You know, I'm wearing my shades now looking cool, but I wasn't that cool at all. (laughs) So that bass would make me cool. And one day, and the bass player in the church, because we always go to church, you know, my mom was a Christian, you know, Christian to today. And the bass player didn't show up. And when that bass player didn't show up, and I was looking at the bass, because the church had the bass, you know, the church got the equipment. And nobody playing the equipment, the, the bass, and everybody's there. I was like, oh, my God, I want to go. My heart is like the first time you say hi to a girl. Mm. You're like, maybe I say yes or no. Mm-hmm. What about she doesn't like me? Oh, my God, my heart going like this. And one voice said, go play that bass. And the other voice said, don't. What about if you mess up? People going to laugh. I got to tell you. 
I listen to that voice. I say, just go ahead. You got nothing to lose. And when I pick up the bass, you know the thing about a bass guitar? A bass guitar, when, when somebody play the bass, if you play the bass like this, see? But when you play the bass, you got to be... You got to be called the face, the bass face. Mm. So I was making the bass face and I was feeling <laughs> good. And thank God, the song they're singing, I know the song. When a musician know the song, you, oh my God, you can't, yo, they're crazy. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going like crazy. After, after church over, we mind you, no one knows I know how to play. Right. Before. So now after I play, there was this girl I had a crush on. She called me by my name. She was like, I didn't know you know how to play. You play so good. Everyone was like, oh, my, my mom was so happy. Since that day, I said, I'm a bass player. Wow. And I make myself a bass. I practice, I practice. I wasn't that great in school because most of my time wasn't a bass because it gave me a tool. And by the time by the time I got to the U.S., you know, my, I went to Wycliffe, mom. That was mm. my second mom. And he starts in New Jersey. And I started playing in the church. Then after that, I went, decided to go to school to be a recording engineer for, for, for to learn. Because I was like, being a bass player is good. But what else? And it, it always one person that, that triggered me and say, well, Jerry, there's Michael Jackson. Mm -hmm. There's Quincy Jones. Which one are you going to be? I said, if I'm Quincy, I could work with a lot of people. I don't want, if I'm Michael Jackson, I could only work, be Michael Jackson. So I said, I want to be a producer. And you know what? I took from the bass. I went to school and I built, I remember my dad said, you guys take the basement. You and Wycliffe and your brother, Renell, take the basement build. Why don't you guys put a studio? And we put a recording studio called the Booger Basement. And that's where the whole Killing Me Softly album, the score was done in my dad's basement, our house. We did it in the basement. And I had Bano there, Queen Latifah, Nutty Bandage. Everyone came to that basement, which was the Motown of East Orange, New Jersey, and Newark. Mm -hmm. And Waz Baraka, when you listen to the album, that's when I, that's when I met Raz. He came to the house. We put him. He wasn't the mayor. He was a writer. We put him. He's the one that talking, you know, before the song, you know, the, the interlude. Raz Baraka was in that, end, was in that album. Yes, that's how we met. And... About two years ago, and I we start I start doing things for the community in Newark. And I said, next time, whenever you have time, come see me in my studio. Hmm. Come have a glass of wine with me. You know what I'm saying? Just come chill with me. And he won the election the first time. The second time, he was like, Jerry, uh, I'm I'm gonna come to see check you out the studio. I remember first he came to the house. We met. Then I said, let's go to Platinum. He came to my studio. I just give him a microphone and I pick up my bass, and I said. What I'm going to do, I know you're right. You're still right. This is what you're going to do. I need lyrics. All the lyrics you got, and he showed me his lyrics. I said, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to do a soundtrack. I'm going to do a score. But I, I didn't want it to be like the top 40 record. I wanted the sonic. Like, if you listen to this song, and, and all the sounds are different. And we're not one style. Some of them is the blues. Some of them are Afro, like an Afro, like that quick. The whole album is different. And I had them. Just get put him on the microphone and make him do you know all the parts and I put him, being a producer I said okay this is how we're gonna do and he he couldn't believe how he came out that was his first one sure first sure time. sure so for me music since that day I listened to the Bob Marley mm -hmm. that Bob Marley then I know Lionel Richie from Lionel Richie to Michael Jackson to James Brown to Marvin Gaye. And let me just tell you something. That was a Earth, Wind, and Fire, Rodine. You know, yeah. And that's 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 my work. Oh man, what an amazing story! So I, I I love how you take it from the church to the basement to making music for the whole world. Yeah, yeah. Now I, I just wanted to give it to you, man, because they're all connected. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, which which Bob Marley record was it? No woman, no cry. In the government yard in Brooklyn. Love that. And don't worry about it, thing. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a, you know, everything about Bob Marley, man. And as a bass player, you know, you always got to listen to Bob Marley, you know what I'm saying to you? For sure. Yeah. And I got to learn, I got to learn love hip hop. And, you know, when you say cannabis, oh my God. 
I, you know the second round knockout, you know. Yeah, I remember that record set off a beef with LL. I think everybody in hip-hop culture at the time was talking about it. Yo, uh, can I give you a little story about it? Yeah, of course. Uh, we was at Sony Studio doing a, a remix for Guns in November. Mm-hmm. Or oh, White Club, I was doing the remix. And Cannabis said, you know, I need a beat, Jerry. You got to give me a beat. I said, you want a beat? Come to my house. At the time, I was living in North. And he came to the house and he said, Jerry, this is how we, what we're going to do. I got this sample on, on a cassette. Remember them cassette? He said, I was playing the cassette and there's this crazy chant. I don't know what they, I don't know what they said. They could say, kill people, forget the world. I have no idea. And and if you listen to this record, you know, if you have a quick second, I sure. know if I could just you have a quick second? Hold on, hold on. I gotta give you that. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta give you that little journey quick. Yo, it was like, it was like, Jerry, if you could do this for me, if you could do this for me, that could be, that would be crazy, right? And I say, I say, cannabis, for me to do this for you, you have to come to my house and we have to come up uh, and have an idea of what, you know, what I want to do to get it done for you. So, what, and I had a, I had a, we had some called an SP-1200 and an MPC-3000. Like, if you ran them, see if I could get a, this laptop going good. Oh, yeah, let's do that. Let's go. Hold on one second. So, we'll come up. Oh, there So, now, I just want to make sure I have that to plead for you quick. I don't know it, but, but I tell you, so... When you listen to it, you're going to listen to it straight up in a different way. So I, he came up with the cassette. I took the cassette, and he was playing, holy show. It was a crazy German army, German army bus soldier. And I sampled it, and I just pick up my bass, and I pick up the SP-1200, make the beat, and I, I play the bass inside my MPC. Yo, that record was the record. Then we was after we finished, we was like, yo, we gotta put. We need to put Mike Tyson on it. Yo, you know now Mike Tyson. We. I was like, how do we get Mike Tyson now? White Club was like, Jerry. Okay, this is what we're gonna. Let's find Mike Tyson. Then we find Mike. Mike was in Vegas, and we went to Vegas. And me and Cannabis, we actually record Mike Tyson vocals on a on a something we call that player. We record it, then we chop it up, and we put it on a song. I gotta, just got to do Now, listen, this is the first time we're really going to listen to it, like, in a different, in a different world right now. Man, what's up, man? I caught you on that cut with Wycliffe, man. You were booming, but I caught these foul, slouch-ass niggas, you know what I mean, talking foul about you the other night on the corner of the boulevard, man. I wasn't with that, but I didn't know you well enough to defend it, all right? But you seem like you got true game. You can't, man. When he was talking, he going like this, too. You know, I want to play a couple of times. I just had to play it for you. When you said that, I was like, oh my God. Because that record, it reminded me a lot, a lot of hard time. Even it was great time, but it was a whole change for me, you know? Yeah. Because it was the time that I was able to buy my mom a house. Love that. I was able to take care of my family. I'm a Leo, I'm a third child. So it's always how do I make people, you know, make everybody feel good. Okay. You know? I had a rough time coming up, you know, coming up, growing up, and my growing up, and it's always how do I make a difference? It's like the same way I came to Minnesota, you know, I've been going back and forth in Minnesota, and just say, you know what, I, I want to do something to help musician, the light man, the producer, you know, the songwriter, the the guy that played at the bar, you know, not can't those no bars, and how do I go ahead and not team up with music? Care? I sold them the ideas. I cannot go raise money. Can I do that for a musician for the light man? 
And those things make me feel good. And this is why I'm on the phone with you because I only got on the phone because I mean, I'm a quasi because of some great stuff I'm doing in the world. You know what I'm saying? Because when you do so, everything you do in the world, it, sometimes, the, you know, I don't do things for money anymore. It's, it's what that means. I've, I've done, you know, I make, I'm, I just saw they sold Warner for $15 billion. And, you know, all, most of the song you said, you see, you know, when you say Lupe Fiasco, I did for Warner. I did for, for Jimmy Ivey, you know, all these labels. And I just want to do a certain things. Of course, we entrepreneur, you know, we still got to have business, but nothing better to do something. So it was always about how to make people feel good. I wanted that time I used to make everyone feel good. And until today, I love it. It was really great, you know? Man, I love that. First of all, shout out to Quasi. Thanks for bringing us together. Okay, let's talk about how you got to that point. So I know you and Wyclef started out together. I yeah. first got hip to the Fugees on vocab. I remember vocab, seeing yeah. you at yeah. Uh, yeah. in Miami when Blended on Reality came out. I think it was Mix Show Power Summit or some kind of industry conference. Why came Wyclef came with the acoustic guitar and blew everybody's mind. And then of course, you know, the score took it to a whole nother level. So like you said, you made that record in your basement. Um when when did you realize you guys had something special? Did you know it was gonna blow up right from the beginning? Well, that album, we realized that it, it was something that everyone said, you know, we wasn't in a big studio. We was just in a house. So it was people would just go to work, you know, go, go and come right back to the studio. And we mm -hmm. go, go around, go, go to church, come right back to the studio, go to the after party, the underground reggae party, go right to the studio. So all these things were, I would go, at the time I was playing bass with a Spanish band, merengue band, sure. chasa band. I was playing with a, with a, with an Afrobeat band. I was playing the, you know, the, the. The, the wedding band, the bar band. So all the musically, I had everything. And, and, and you know, we were sampling and you have Law and Hell. The, the, the thing, when you see The Matrix, I basically was the guy with the key, mm -hmm. you know, the key man. Yeah. You know, that's all the key. And that was me. And, I, you know, I love, and, and I invested, I invested, you know, I invested, I invested, uh, you know, my first $38,000 to just say, you know, my dad and, 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 and my brother, we, we two built that studio. That studio, we, we know there was something great about that studio because we didn't care. But we did the album. But every time someone come to the studio, they would say, oh, my God, this is unheard of. We are here. This one came to the studio before even the score, you know, the, before the album. Oh, man. But the first time I heard how many mics on Hot 97. Yeah. I was like, hold up, we got something. We got something. But Killing Me Softly was never the song that we thought that was going to be the, 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 the pop, the pop. It was like, Lauren, you have to sing a song with you. We, we have to create a beat. We have to create a song like you singing. <clears throat> now, how do we make it match the album? That's why we went and got Tribe Called Quest. We, you know, I wish I had, I had my thing set up here, but, but you know, that's why we went and uh, went and got Tribe Called Quest and, 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 and we got all the sound. We said, okay, how do we make it the beat hard? And it's just me, the bass, and the drums. Basically, that's the old record. Sure. You know what I mean? So we did that, but when we all, we went to Europe, we went, it was, um, why we in Europe? They say, Fuji's went platinum. We said, what? We could, and that was it, man. That was it for us, man. There was no, no return. Yeah, man, that's crazy. So, you know, for people who don't remember, now it's like nothing to have a singer yeah. on a rap record. Yeah. But in 1996, when the score came out, it, that was kind of like taboo, yeah. right? People thought it was too soft or too commercial. Yeah. You had a few exceptions here and there, but rappers used to get shit for it. Yeah. And yeah. then Lauren Hill came out with that voice, plus she could rap, yeah. and it changed everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that, that's when it first came, when, it first, when the album came out, everybody, at the time, people just go in and pick their favorite song. And you know what? That Killing Me Softly was never a single. Mm-hmm. It was a part you for you to get it, you had to buy the album. It's not now people go to iTunes. Oh, I love this record right here out of my head, Lupe Fiasco. I love that record, Jerry Wonder did with, with Trey Song. Let me grab that. They had to buy the album, and that's why you know the album was selling, not just song, not just single. <laughs> When we did, when we did Amanda, we, 
that that song, that whole album, it was a journey. We didn't have no extra song. We basically said this is the song and that's it. Crazy. <laughs> so like the score, you know, blows up. I'm sure it changes yeah. everything for you. Here you were just making music with your cousin. Yeah, yeah. And now all of a sudden you guys are flying around the world, playing big shows and, and all of that. So how did that change things inside your mind? Well, I'm, 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 uh, I came from like 14 brothers and sisters, and I'm a third child. Mm. I'll be honest with you, I, I didn't know what it was. I was just happy, and I was making people happy. And I spent, I spent probably seven in my bed maybe for two weeks for the whole year. Okay. For one year. Then I spent so much time in the studio, and that's when I did No, 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 Destiny Child. That was the time I was working it. And the, the, the Carnival album for Wycliffe actually was the album I worked on that's supposed to be, was supposed to be Fuji's second album. But then and that's when the separation law in the cup. But yeah. at the time, man, it was really, for me, just, just, just really working and just really enjoyed that. I, I felt like I had something people wanted. Okay. I felt special. It wasn't about no money. You know, I, I had the Ferraris, the Bentleys and all that. But it wasn't even important because I had them just because I had the jewelry, the watch. I don't wear them no more. I, I, no more jewelry. I'm not into that. But you had to wear the jewelry. You had to, to show people mm-hmm. and go to the club, you know, go to the club with a black MX and buy the whole club one night. Just say, you know, we all, there's, there's 25 win for the night. Everybody, let's get a bunch of crystal, bottle crystal and tip everybody. Magnum, Magnum, you know. So I've done all that, but I tell you, man, I, it was it felt good. I was able to help my family and friends. Right. I think it was more important for me. Yeah. You know, because I came from a family. You know, we Haitian. We look out. I would. They were whole family. So I was in my whole family part. I was the. I was white Cliff and I, because Cliff was. You know, me and Clef, we was the, the, this is where we were in the world with our family. So we had make sure we take care of mom, pops. My dad gave us the house uh, and he died before before we got the Grammys. Right. You know, he didn't get to see that. But white Clef, dad got to see my uncle, mm. my aunt, and my mom, my mother. We was able to buy him, buy everybody, give everybody a great life. You know what I'm saying to you? So, uh, you know, that's how it was for me, man. Sure. So what do you think you learned from Wyclef uh, in, in your time working together? Well, I tell you like this, Clef and I, we know we split about, I would say maybe about, I don't know, eight years ago, six years ago, eight years ago, or six, when it was, you know, we actually split because um, um, I learned so much from him in a sense that, you know, how, how you work with a team, focus on the team, loyalty. You know, when I was with Clef, you couldn't get Jerry Wonder without Wyclef. You know what I'm saying to you? Like, yo, we a team with the refugee camp. I, I got the refugee sound. Right. The food you send for refugees. And, and when I work with my team, people would be like, okay, you want, they always say White Cliff and Jerry Wonder. Jerry Wonder and White Cliff. That's what, I would, that's what we were, you know, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Cliff and I, we really got connected. And I also learned, learned you know, how to work with people. It's not about you. When you're working with a team, it's not about you. How do you make everybody feel good? Like this interview I'm doing with you, how do I make sure we're in communication? How we stay connected? So that's why I really listening to your question. You really listening to me. Take notes, and we learn every day, you know. And how do we teach? And how do we grow? And I learn how to keep a, a team together, you know. And I learn because without a team, it's not it's not I I I. I didn't even I didn't set up this this thing. You see, I have you know quasi big shot, and I had my assistant Tanil. They all been working. Everyone been working. And I learn the team. Being around in a business for so long, I learned how to keep a team. You know what I mean? That's the most important thing. For me. Yeah, I, I love that. Um, so, talk talk about your approach as a producer. I've heard you talk about the Sonics, and I know a lot of producers yes. they just have their sound. If you work with them, that's kind of what you're buying. But you've worked with so many different artists. You mentioned Destiny's Child. I know you produced Hips Don't Lie for Shakira, which I guess is the biggest selling record of the century. So. How do you adapt your sound to fit each artist? Well, um, you know, like at the end of the day, I'm the type, you know, one minute you will see me like this going to the studio. 
next minute you're gonna see me with a with a suit up with a special suit because I have a meeting I have to go hang out with my friends that you know that um, edge fund people mm. like I got my friend at UBS I, I got my friends at Bernstein I got my friend you know I got my UN friends I got and in my studio you see two sets of clothes I look at music as like the style you feel me? And okay. when I build the platinum sound, when I built Booger Basement, the studio where we did the Fujis in the basement of my dad's house, I had all the best studio. The only thing is, we was we was in an urban community. We, I'm trying to tell you, I could say we was in a ghetto. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that's why it wasn't a it wasn't a hood. You know what I'm saying? You, that's where we were. But right. when you go in that when you go in that basement, nobody knew. It was like remember coming to America. Remember when you go to our apartment? What is it? Two A. That's right. <laughs> <What> is <laughs> but you see the crazy feeling when you open, when the super open. He's like, "What the hell y'all do inside?" I came was like, "Yo, like the apartment." So that day, that studio, that that studio booger basement, we had the best equipment. Everything we need right there. We didn't have to go to no no place. That's why we sold over close to like twenty five million records from the records we done in that basement. Mm. So, so at the end of the day, I move up two thousand one. I move up with and build my studio called Platinum Sound Brand on Times Square in Manhattan, and that's where Lady Gaga, everyone. So musically, I always said, okay, how do we move? What's the time changing? The sonic changes. I'm always buying new equipment, so the sound changing at the same time. I still got my sonic for the score. I still got my sound for the carnival. I still got the Michael Jackson. I still got all them. Then I just finished Miguel. I did Miguel. Did Justin Bieber. I just did Chris Brown. I just did Migos. So I'm moving up, you know, moving up with the with the new with the new sound. Because once you have the studio, because I live in my studio, and you go out, go to the club, go do go out, go go on tour, do whatever. And I, my style of music, my last tour, I did it with Melissa Etheridge. Oh wow! I did an album for Melissa Etheridge, and Melissa said, "Jerry, come on, Jerry, you gotta you gotta be my music director. You gotta come on tour." And I said, "Okay." Then I called my guys because I have a band. You know, remember I said team. I created Ben in the studio. Every artist that I work with, and we all create. It's not just Jerry Wonder, but I'm the Quincy. I'm the one that just, you know, that say you here, you. I pick up my bass guitar, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, like you know, like Melissa. Just caught like this, this is, and I could just take that and I said, I'm gonna make a song out of it. Then I create my drum machine, I, I, I do make the beat, and after that I say, okay, now I got the beat. Now let's make it a little nicer. My live drummer, can you come play a little tap on it? Now you got organically, you got the the new the, the, the drum machine sound, the new sound, then you still have the live energy. And you know, some of this kid, you know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, we could pick up an instrument and play with it. But and and the, the 808, like right now, you all the kids. Say, oh yeah, I, I design a bass that play 808, a live bass. Mm. <laughs> I play the live. So I'm always moving. With, I'm a tech. I'm a technology. I'm a tech freak. I love equipment. How do we play with it? That's always been my motto. It's like look at look at the kind of camera I'm using right here. Z cam. You know, I got a whole Z cam set up, like ready content, everything. So I'm always moving, and and I'm not cheap. I spend a lot of money in to get, you know, to the equipment, to the stuff. I'm on my studio, two SSLs, and you know, it's it's I'm up there. Wow. So that's why I move with with the Sonic, like the clothes. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's amazing to have that kind of range. And I think very few producers can can jump genres and styles like that. I'm guessing you have to just be really good at listening and adapting. Like in business, we call that being nimble. Yeah. Is that right? Is yeah. that how you yeah. would describe yeah. Yeah. it? I mean, it, 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 it's the key. And everybody you work with, you give them something that really match everyone. Like the record that go you say for cannabis is totally different. And I you smile for I did you smile for Justin Bieber. I did Justin Bieber when he was, you know, when first album Justin Bieber, I walk on that. You know, 
And there's so many records I've done, people don't even know. And when they're talking, I'm talking to people mm. when they say, I say, what's your favorite 10 records you love? And they start picking, sometimes I get more than a half of the song. Oh, wow. I'm like, and I say, uh, and they don't even know I did the song. Sure. And I'm like, hey, you know, that's my song, right? You know, I did. And that's like going crazy. I'm like, yes. You know, and, and, and it's, it's really, it's really, really, really special. And that's why you put energy into everyone, different energy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's incredible. Do you, do you ever get like writer's block? And, and, and what do you do if that happens? Whenever I get blocked, <clears throat> we all get blocked sometimes. I just quit for, for a minute. Just say, let me go to the movies. And I go to the movies by myself and I watch I watch two movies. I'm not supposed to say that. I pay for one and I go out there and get popcorn. And I look and I go to the next, I go to the next movie without right. paying. That's, kind of, that's bad. Yeah, we used to do that. <laughs> And we just go ahead and just and I and I tell people like you can't find me if I and 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 I go clear my head mm-hmm. or or I go to India a lot or I go to Senegal and I go I go to Ghana and I, I go to different places and I find an artist and I go check artists out because music and and I clear my head and the minute I come back now what I love I live in Minnesota once I and I live in New Jersey. Then my studio is in Tribeca. Mm-hmm. Every Friday, I get on a plane, get to Newark. You know, my favorite things is when I miss the flight. Mm. It's the craziest thing. I love sitting at the airport. Have you ever, if next time you fly, well, we, we, it's not going to happen anytime soon, but you know, if it happens, happen. Right. Just sit that in your gate and start looking at everybody walking around. If you get there earlier, your flight delayed. Think about it, how many, how, how, what people are thinking. Some people, I see people crying. You can nobody see them crying. Mm-hmm. I see people so happy, so excited. I see somebody that just sad. And I see somebody in their eyes, you know, you're like, only if I could think. Only if I know what they were thinking. And I love looking at people's face, the expression of what they have in their face. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, man, is like I love I love the fact that I could travel everywhere, and that's why I clear my head. I get on a plane when I travel. This is how I learn. This is how I get my block out, and when I get to the city, now I'm excited. Mm-hmm. You know, acknowledge like you you went to sleep and you got up and you're still alive. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's such a great perspective. You know, I know you talk to so many musicians and DJs and they hate to travel. You know, everybody's trying to stay in their their phones or their iPads or whatever and not look at what's going on around them. And people always talk about how, you know, travel wears them out or it feels isolating or or whatever. So I love that you flipped the script on that. You use it for inspiration. I think that's so important uh, to look for inspiration in everywhere we go. Yeah. So you talk about building your team, and it sounds like you work hard to make the people around you happy. What do you look for in the people that you collaborate with? I look for people from, um, with integrity. I look for people that say mean what they say and say what they mean. Uh, they're not easy to find, but after I, I'm very quick to catch somebody after like, Maybe a week, if we talk almost every day, every other day, I got to start thinking about because people sell you on things and then later on you find out that's not what they mean. And so the minute I find those people, there's nothing in the world if we could, we always, and I believe on team and band and, you know, a soccer team, a basketball team, a football team, you know, a band together, you know what I'm saying? Those are, we, it's team, we all got to work together to win. Yeah. So it's not one person, you know. It wouldn't be no Kobe if Kobe by himself, you know. There wouldn't be no Jordan. They wouldn't have no Magic Johnson. Let's go to all the, the, the players, you know. They wouldn't be them, Pele, anybody. They wouldn't be those those um, those um players if they were just by themselves in the field. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying to you? So you and I know that, you know, you know about sports. and You know what I'm saying to you? So, so my whole thing is that it's team. So I look for people that want to make a difference in the world. You know, because after a while, after a while, it's not it's not about how much money, how big your park your pocket is, how how big is your heart? Man, that's incredible. You know, and when I could catch that, 
And I said, whatever we could do together. Because I, you know, one thing God blessed me from, like, like we said, from the guy that, you know, that was in a donkey go to the, to the flea market, you know, with my mom. Mm-hmm. I always believed that. <clears throat> How do I go ahead and take something like this and make it like this? So, and that's why everybody that knows me, they know where my heart is. That's why I'm doing the Rasbo Walker uh, uh, project is going on there. Uh, share music you love. I got this show called Share Music You Love where everyone, like, oh my God, I would have you, I really, you gotta give me a drop too. Cause I, I, have, I, have, I have a drop where people, where people actually give me a drop where they share music. And sharing music, all the funds we're raising go into music care. And I'm still gonna do Share Music You Love that's going to mental health. And I'm still gonna do Share Music that's going for children hospital. I even wanna do Share Music You Love that's going to save animals. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because at the, at the end, and, and also, how do we help? We still want to do how do school programs everywhere? Because one thing we're missing education globally. Yeah, for sure. You know, because I, I always think global because my music goes global, so I reach global. So, but now I'm in Minnesota now. I already saying, okay, how I'm gonna go with the team? Why right? create a song like like Prince? You know, of like the only thing that you're gonna hear, you're gonna hear is like somebody else, other people singing it. But when the song is playing, you're going to think this is straight up Prince supposed to come out and sing it. Mm. So you know it's the sound from here. Plus, what I'm, other thing I'm doing, you know, um, connected fashion, music, you know, a sports together, film, you know. <clears throat> for me, that's what, that's what it is in tech for me. How do we create education? Those are the things I'm about. Because, you know, I just want to sort of give somebody a fish and show you how to do it. And that's what I train producers, I songwriters. If an artist doing something, how do I help the artist? That's what I'm about, man. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's more that for me. Okay, I love that. I love it. Um, tell me how you do it. You said you can see pretty quickly whether somebody is right for you. So walk me through that a little. Like if you're looking at an artist to work with or a producer you want to take on. First of all, um, um, I watch them, see what they're good at and what they're not good at. And what they're not good at, I basically, you know, sometimes they, you know, the thing about producers, they, they're good in the bedroom. Mm. And now they, when they get out of the bedroom, there's another thing they have to learn. Cause, mm-hmm. You know, to tell the artist to sing a song, to make the music, to make the music and tell them to sing that song and get a writer to do the song with them, that's more than just say, I'm a producer. You have to know about the infrastructure of a song creating. And after you learn how to create the song, you know, how do you tell the artist to sing the part? How do you coach the artist to sing the, to sing the song? Okay? And how do you go at when is the song is done and to just say, okay, enough. Right. Slow down now because what happens when you're doing music, you could always keep adding, adding, adding. Next thing you know, you have so many parts. And you don't know what to do. You're confused because song, a song not supposed. Your ears could only listen to three sound at a time. Mm. You go three sound, then you go to another three. So why put in so much sound and give him discipline and tell them about the business? And they actually, I make them be a fly in the room if I was working with a major artist, so they could see how I deal with the artist. Because one day they're gonna be sitting on my seat, right? With the with a major artist too. So I teach people. You know, the business, the everything, you know, don't take your money. There's some called taxes, how you deal with your taxes. There's, you know, when you get the money, don't just go out there and say, let me buy a Ferrari. Let me buy, uh, let me buy jewelry. Let me take my friends out. Mm-hmm. Let me, do that. you know, that's all that. And next thing you know, you didn't pay that 38% taxes, you suppose, because you got, you got no, you got no way to, you know, to play with it, like real, real estate, you know. So we, it's a lot more to teach. And that's what I do. I mentor a lot of people. And you don't have to sign with me. I just help you, some of them. And if I like you, you could sign to Wonder Music, be on a TV, but you don't have to. But I still do what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So let's talk about the project you did with Ross Baraka, What We Want. I checked out the video. I love it. I love what, yeah. what he's saying. Yeah. Um, I read one thing that he had to say was, we need more than justice in the moment. We need an overhaul of our systems. So tell me about that. Uh, how you got into the project and what you're hoping to accomplish it. How do you see that kind of overhaul happening in this moment? Well, I tell you, first of all, I'm going to look like I work with a man with integrity. I work with a man that's really connected to his community, and that's Roz. And I, I could tell you so many situations where I see him just pick. <clears throat> Some people do things because it's good for them. And some politicians. 
and I don't I don't look at him as a he's a politician, but but at the same time he's a man with a great heart. You know what I'm saying to you that really want to do right. He's the only one that actually mayor that I seen that went and walk and a march in Newark, still there with the people. Nothing I'm the most peaceful in Newark, New Jersey. And you know he came into the backslash where they say water and they had some stuff, bad water in, in Jersey, but it was old Jersey. It wasn't just in Newark. It was everywhere, a lot of places. But this, I see what this guy. There was shortage of water when he fought for education. And in Newark, where they trying to take it all, you know. I went to Essex County College in Newark, you know. I grew up in Newark, you know. So I see the change that this 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 man doing. That's why I'm really proud of it. And 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 what what this song when I'm I'm gonna look back and say, oh my God, we did an album, we did this album, we caught these songs before we knew what was going on right now. But it was due. It was something that we start the highway. Start building up the highway, and now it's just like, oh my, everything falling a great place right now. Everything is on the right. Like the songs are working perfect. Everything was like we felt this was going to happen, and it was. If even if it wasn't, now it was going to happen anyway because people are tired. People are tired of bullshit. You know what I'm saying to you? And I, I just say, you know, the, the I could say I was talking to someone, and you know, and you know, my guy from Tesla just in a a space, some you know spaceship out of space and I was like anybody that don't feel like you belong in this planet as equal people like we all you should jump in one of them let's send them out of space let's <laughs> send them like go ahead man we don't need you here go my friend go have fun my friend we good we good in the hood brother. we good here you don't belong here man just go <laughs> oh man that's Get amazing so I think it's 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 time and everyone you know, right now it's not even, you know, you've seen how many friends that I have that I sometimes I had a little doubt that do it inside of them, they got a little prejudice on them. You know, when I'm looking at them, they're the one that doing them, some people that doing the much that right on the front. Well, you know, I'm in Minnesota right now for the past three months. I'm looking at how many people that's crying, how many people that's dead. But, you know, there's the bad ones. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even lying to you. That, you know, I seen, I see, I seen that. You know what I'm saying to you? But I'm telling you, the world is so much better than how it used to be. And we want to let yeah. people, the old days don't work. It's not coming back. Hmm. Too bad. You better blend in or blend out. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. that, man. That's right. I'm with you 100%. Um, yeah. So I know you got so many things happening. How should everyone follow what you're doing? Man, right now, I got to tell you, the the, the country is at people are mixing, you know what I'm saying to you, people not ashamed to hold hands, you know, like, 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 you know, you know, I do have mixed kids, so, you know what I'm saying, so I'm, my kids are mixed, I got Indian kids, I got white kids, I got black kids, you know, all my kids are mixed, so I'm, for me, I don't see color with no one, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't believe on that, and I, who I love, who I feel connected to, that's who you are, and that's what I have in my head, whatever God brings, because, you know, sometimes, you might start at something with someone and, you know, we decide to go different ways. That don't mean that the, it's over. Then you, you go for somebody else that you connected to. And it's all about connection. Who you feel good. Because at the end of the day, remember, you don't want that going. You don't want to have your family. You don't want that goes in bed and you lay down and you in a house. Whoever in that house with you, you pick. You pick to be. And it's nobody's business. Somebody don't like it, you know, you'll get out of here because we're happy. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying to you? So at the end of the day, man, it's like it's a whole new world. It, and and this is not it's not gonna be over a hundred percent, but we our goal is how do we get it at ninety-nine point nine percent? I'm just saying. That's our goal. That's what we should. Yeah, man, I'm with you all the way. Um, so how should everybody follow what you're doing? Well, you man, you just go to to Prince Wonder, uh, you know, Prince Wonder, everything Prince Wonder. You know, W O N D A. I'm a, I'm on Instagram. Uh, you type Jerry Wonder, you find me too. I'm on Facebook. You know, at Jerry. You know, at Wonder Music, Prince Wonder, or Jerry Wonder. All of them coming, but it Wonder W O N D A. Share music you love. Please donate anything. You go go to Music Care. Do I don't care. You donate. You donate a dollar. Now you you donate five million dollars. All going a hundred percent, and and anything you do, man, keep your head up, and let me just sometimes go out and vote. Yeah, for sure. 
All right, you heard the man. Everybody listening, go ahead and donate $5 million. Yes, yes, sir. Um, okay, before I let you go, I got to do a quick lightning round. What's your favorite city to travel to? New Orleans. Nice. Love it there. Yeah. Uh, who's your favorite DJ? My God, um, I'm a DJ Red Alert. Yeah, man. Red Alert's a legend. What's the last great book you read? Oh, my God. Uh, the, the last book I read... It's a Quincy Jones. Okay. Uh, actually, yeah, yeah. And um, uh, an Ellie Reed book, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Those are the two I went back and forth. Okay. Uh, what movie do you think you've watched the most in your life? <laughs> That's a tricky one. <clears throat> Why you do that? <laughs> Can I be honest with you? I really love um, Hotel Rwanda. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's a great movie because I I seen it a lot. You know the 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 situation I've been. And it, it, it's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. You know, not be not not because I I did a song. I got a uh, you know I got a golden golden globe nomination on it. But that's that movie till today still watching. Yeah. For sure. Okay, if you could wake up tomorrow having gained any one quality or ability, what would it be? See people live with love. Mm. love if we could love each other because money come when we love each other we smile when we love each other we happy we appreciate each other yeah that's dope love and music for me mm-hmm. education that's great man last one if I worked for you what's something I would hear you say over and over great job <laughs> nice because you know, even even people supposed to be messed up, but when somebody has the word "great job," they actually want to go back and, and keep hearing that word. And 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 I love telling people. And by the way, people that work for me knows I'm the first one to say, "Oh my!" and loud, and I tell everybody, "Oh my God, you did great!" But when you messed up, I would definitely tell you you messed up, sure. and not everybody could take it. Yeah, that's right. Man, this has been so great. I appreciate you and everything you're doing. Uh, I love to keep in touch. We definitely have to have you back on the show next time you're in L.A. Thank you, dude. Hey, that was Jerry Wonder on Rebel Radio. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I did. I'm feeling uplifted after that talk. Um, Let us know how you're feeling. Hit us up with a comment on Twitter, Facebook, or wherever you like. It's at Rebel Radio Net. And most importantly, come back next week for more Rebel Radio. Peace.